Episode of the Bad Taste Video Podcast. I am Mike. And I am Grizz. And I am also rewinding a tape as I speak. If you hear some <laughs> terrible noises in the background, uh, we are here for episode 96. We are almost at 100, my man. Creeping we almost, up. we are almost at 100. Can you believe it? Who would have thought? I mean, for me, it feels <laughs> like it's not even real because I've only been here for a quarter How many of you? You think it's been about a quarter? Think you've done about twenty-five episodes? It feels like weeks? it. I don't know. We'll, I don't know. Feels like a, like count. a fucking yeah. eternity. Yeah. Been here forever. <laughs> yeah. I mean, should we think, take man, this moment I, to to just say that uh, with the hundredth episode, we have some special things coming with it? Yeah. Uh, actually, we will be giving away two tapes. They're related to each other. One is the movie that we will be doing on the 100th episode. So we'll explain more when the time comes, but you will have to listen to episode 99 to fucking win, right? We've got a little game (laughs) in store for you guys. Yeah, I do want to play a game. Oh, dude, I was going to say, don't, we're not going to, uh, oh, you ruined it. I was actually just going to say how we weren't going to make the Saw reference, but you. Dude, Saw's sick, man. You, you made it. <laughs> the first one. I actually love the first one because I, I like that dude. What the fuck is his name? The dude from like Robin Hood Men in Tights, who's like the yeah, fucking. The one, he's like chained in the thing. Yeah, I fucking love that guy. So, sold. Dude, I, you know, I'm not going to lie. I enjoyed Saw. When I saw it in theaters, I was younger. I was like, yo, this is fucking sick. For sure. I, I liked that. <laughs> Right? way better than Hostel. I thought that was a way better movie. I even liked Hostel and that's I just because I was so used to seeing shit like I Know What You Did Last Summer and all that sort of stuff yeah. and then those movies started coming out and you were like, holy shit. I did like the twist uh, end on Hostel with the, the train jump. That got me. I was like, that, that's sick. <laughs> so I'll say that. So this movie that we watched uh, Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. If you weren't aware that we were doing it well, you should have listened to the last episode. <laughs> uh, one thing that I thought was really funny about this is the quality of the film compared to a lot of the other ones we watched and how ridiculous it is, how over the top it is, but it's like an actual movie, yeah, right? It's <laughs> quality made. They had real equipment when they made this movie compared to some of the things that we watch. One thing I really was... Uh, I, I like couldn't get over with this is it kept reminding me of like a Tales from the Crypt episode the way that it was shot and the lighting and even the acting like it reminded me of like something you would have saw in Tales from the Crypt oh, I mean we have our, our girl Lene Quigley and her acting is always <laughs> a scary yeah. oh <laughs> yeah scary that's probably a better word for it there's a lot of people in this movie, but we will get to that in a little bit. Not quite yet. No, no, I'm just right? making a statement about the So, acting. this was released in March of 1988. It was known as Hollywood Hookers in the UK because apparently you couldn't release it with the word chainsaw in it. And also their copies 
are edited to shit. I think it's like a minute and eight seconds, maybe something like that. Because anything with uh, a the chainsaw six was seconds. taken out. I guess that's, yeah. that's the taboo so over like there. The whole, it's like the whole movie. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck is the point? Right? Yeah. Like that, that's the entire premise of this movie is, is about chainsaws. So we're going to edit all have, of that out. It, yeah. I don't fucking get it. So this was written and directed by Fred Olin Ray. Uh, he actually had another writer i guess with him and that was tia lankford and he helped them well he wrote scalps biohazard the tomb and i really found it funny on imdb it says screenplay uh sorry <laughs> screenplay drastically rewritten and improved upon by and then it said you know his name and then fred olin ray did the same thing right <laughs> <laughs> and it went back and forth <laughs> They killed um, it though. I will say, script-wise, the, the 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 writing of this is awesome. Yeah, and you would know Fred Olin Ray from a previous episode that we did, Scalps, right? Yeah, and he was ago. also, yeah, he also did the Alien Dead, Evil Spawn, which we'll talk about a little bit later. Uh, and he also did Scream Queen Hot Tub Party. If you're the not familiar tomb. with that one, yeah, yeah. I've never seen the tomb. I love the you tomb. Ever it? Oh, check it out, dude. Never. Yeah, that's that's one to really worth saying. Really, it's got Michelle Bauer in it too. So, oh, so I gotta say it then. You'd have to. Yeah, yeah that's why I have Scream Queen Hot Tub Party <laughs> sitting on the uh, on the shelf. That's why Chase has it. Yeah, that's why that is why Chase has. It. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so he, you know, you're familiar with his film. Uh, I can't speak. <laughs> you're familiar with his filmmaking if you listen to our scalps episode. But Chris, like, why don't you explain what kind of a movie Fred Olin Ray would make? Dude, he was like a runner and a gunner. He came into Hollywood and he just is like, let's let's make movies. And he didn't care what they were. He wrote up scripts, low budget. Uh, this dude would, would borrow and steal anything that he could to make a movie. Uh, like, it, just for instance, in this movie alone, you're going to see stuff from the sets of the movie's vamps. You're going to see things from the, the set of the uh, movie House 2 because they were available. They were a free and that's how Fred gets down. He's going to steal it. He's going to use it. And he's going to make it his own. And I love that. It's so outlawed, dude. That's badass. Yeah, $50,000 budget on this one, man. And I guess, like, honestly, it was like twenty three grand. Like, was really what he spent because that's what he got up front from Camp Video to make it. And that's really all he wanted to spend. Really? Yeah. And also, dude. it was... It was filmed on 35 millimeter, you said, right? 35 millimeter in five and a half days. Yeah, that's pretty quick, right? But I guess there really weren't that many different sets in this film. Like they were, they would be able to turn this one out pretty quick. Well, I guess a part of the reason for the, the quickness is he was working on another video for uh, for Transworld Entertainment. Um, doing just kind of like B footage for that movie and shit and like part of the deal was they couldn't pay him so he was like that's fine but I want to use this equipment when you're not using it as part of my payment so he just used the time frame that he had to make this movie with the free equipment dude. and that's, that just goes to show that's the kind of filmmaker that he is he's going to do whatever he can to come in with a budget and make a little bit of money on top of it hell yeah look at that gangster <laughs> Yeah, yeah. The composer for this, Michael uh, Perelstein, he also did the music for Deadly Spawn, which yeah, is a music, uh, that. A, music that a film great. that we will eventually do on this podcast. That's a really good one. You just Bruce, got your copy, right? Bruce. Yeah. Uh, and then I, I got oh, wait, a no, second sorry, copy. I'm thinking of a different Spawn movie. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, I, I've I just got that Japanese Deadly Spawn, which is oh, cool. 
cool as hell. Yeah. But I do have uh, I do nice have one before that. Yeah. Uh, he also did Winter Beast, the music for Winter Beast, something that you've been after for a very long time. Talk about it. Yeah, I, I want that movie so bad, dude. One day, Among one day you'll things, get it. Yeah, be patient. Yeah, something that I thought was pretty funny in this. Scott Andrew Wrestler, the cinematographer. He was the he was the first assistant camera for Scream One, Two, and Three, and like <laughs> Jurassic Park Part Three. So like he had quite a career after oh, yeah. this. It's he funny when you see things himself. like that. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Good for him, right? Good for him. Good for you, dude. You made it. I'm <laughs> uh, So you want to talk about a few of the people that are actually in this movie? Uh, yeah, I mean, geez, there's a, a laundry list of people. I think uh, one of the most notable, but also probably one of the worst actors <laughs> in horror. Uh, oh, man. Yeah, I'm, I'm saying it. It's Gunnar Hansen. Uh, he's, he's great behind a mask with a chainsaw on his hand. He's not so great with dialogue. Uh, you no, he didn't enjoy his dialogue in this one. I've seen I've seen just about every movie now that he's in, and he's a train wreck. Uh, he's he's oh. a big menacing motherfucker. Don't get me wrong. Rest in peace, Hanson. But uh, I, I did not enjoy. Uh, his delivery of lines very much uh but movies you're gonna recognize him from obviously texas chainsaw massacre he's leatherface and that is iconic as fuck so he gets a gold star just for that um he's in mike's favorite movie of all time mosquito mosquito <laughs> ek <laughs> laser graves <laughs> i uh I, I just watched another one of his uh recent one of his later movies that he did called witch hunter on dead alive um i know some people kind of shit on that that we know i absolutely loved that movie I thought it was wild as fuck. So, but he doesn't speak that much in that either. Who's uh, uh, we also yeah, we got more people here. John Henry Richardson, who played Jack. You would know him from Evil Spawn, my man. <laughs> I do Death Row Diner as well. Newly Deads. You like that one, yeah, right? Slash Dance. I'm after that tape. That's one that you got. Yeah, hell yeah, Alienator. Dude, this guy was in everything back then. Alienator. Is that the... I think I think there's like two different... I think we went over this before. There's two different Alienator there's, movies. Th- no, I, there's I Alienator and there's Cybernator. Cybernator. Well, I have Cybernator. There's another like... I don't know. There's another Alien movie that's very similar to that on Prism Entertainment that I get that confused with. Uh, Michelle Bauer's also in this one, who's in a ton of stuff from that time also. Oh, yeah. Right? And everything that you can think a of. A lot of Fred Olin <laughs> Ray stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, she is probably. Would you? Nah. Linnea Quigley was in like Return of the Living Dead, so that would kind of put her to the forefront of this cast. It's it's kind of funny that you would you say that because I think yes, to us now in our present day, she's gonna be, you know, her and Gunner are gonna be the top bill um, for this movie. But at the time period, like, yeah, those movies we just mentioned were good, but they weren't the cult status that they are now. Um, like, they had a showing for this in 87 at the Egyptian Theater for, for the premiere. And I guess, like, from, like, interviews and shit, like, people didn't even know who she was. Like, everyone else was getting attention but her. Like, they, it was just kind of like she was an unknown. And, like, Fred was even, like, kind of gun-shy of putting her in this. And I was like, dude, it's fucking Linnea Quigley. Like, she's, like, iconic as hell, but... I mean, yeah, I, I think I Michelle think, Bauer actually introduced them. Yeah, like, that is how, how it she worked even out. Got in. Yeah. 
because so, I guess she had like auditioned before for Fred and Fred was like, nah, you're just not what I'm looking for or whatever. And, you know, I think because of the friendship with Michelle, she was able to get into this movie. That's pretty cool. <laughs> but at that time, it was Michelle Bauer was the more, yeah, the I guess, established actress, right? And one thing I find that's funny is like she's like in like way taller than everybody else in this, right? <laughs> A little bit, yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's got some height. That's why, yeah, that's why she's like the uh, the second in command. Uh, the person yeah. that I, uh, I I thought was really notable, notable, and he plays a very minuscule part in this movie, <laughs> is Fox Harris. I don't know if this is who you were thinking of too. He plays he plays a role called Hermie in this movie, but you would recognize him also from Evil Spawn, um, Repo Man, Terrorize. He's kind of like that small role kind of guy, but he has a great look and he's, he's just kind of weird and iconic. So I love seeing him in shit like this. Who was he? Did it say who he was in Terrorize? Did you, did you have, I, I didn't write that down. I remember him in Repo Man. Like he was like a driver. He was like one of the, like the drivers of the car and shit like that. I can just kind of remember seeing the scene in my head now, but I cannot place him in evil spawn. Like I'm thinking back over to it now and I, I, I can't pick him out from it. And you were saying about that premiere that they had, right? Uh, you sent me that video. You're like, yo, watch this. It's so and good. yeah, you have all these weird ass like LA people from the late 80s. Everyone is coked out of their fucking mind. Dude. And, then, <laughs> really and then who did I say was the most normal looking guy there? Oh, the uh, the dude from Jim fucking Goff. Camp Video. Yeah, yeah. The, the president <laughs> and CEO. Yeah, you would think he'd be some weird motherfucker, but he was literally no. the most normal-looking guy, right? And, like, everybody's all fucking just out of control, and he's just standing there like, yeah. And just, it's, a, you it's, know. it's super cool, too, because he has all of, like, the camp big boxes and shit right there in the lobby of the movie theater, and they're all brand new, so they look real cool and shit. And something that I thought was interesting that I didn't realize about Camp Video is they started out as L.A. Video as a porn production company, and it wasn't until Jim Goff wanted to get into making these like horror movies that he switched LA video into camp video. And I think oh, that's, I didn't know that. Yeah, that neither did I. That's something I learned, you know, doing my homework for this episode. I was like, oh no shit. And I think that's probably why a lot of these movies have a pretty big sexual undertone to them, because that's kind of where his comfort zone was. Yeah. Well, it makes sense. Well, a lot of also a lot of directors they start porn. Oh, yeah. And then that became less lucrative, and they got jobs doing just B horror. Hey, that's right, just low budget shit. Experience and it paid off. Yeah, yeah, hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Camp Video, you would know them for things like Video Violence, Video Violence Two, Gourmet Zombie Chef from Hell. Which in that premiere, they had like a little diorama of the cover, the hand, right? No, oh, it's uh, the best. Evil Spawn, obviously. Uh, Slime City, a, a movie that we did before on the podcast, oh, yeah. also. Shout out Greg a lot Anderson. of classic stuff, right? Buffalo Local. Uh, a lot of, yeah, Buffalo Local. A lot of shot on video stuff. Yeah, a lot of low House. budget. Yeah, it's, it's, I guess they started by buying uh, older movies and then re releasing them, and then they started buying more current stuff because stuff like Thrill Killers and shit, that's like an old movie. Uh, but yeah, then they did stuff Herschel like Gordon Death Row Lewis Diner. Psychic also, which I think was one of the yeah. first ones that they picked up as well. Yep, and uh, then they started making their own stuff, right? Death Row Diner, this. Yeah, like, uh, like I said before, they gave 
uh, for Nolan Ray like 25 grand to start making this movie and that's pretty much all he wanted to spend was what they gave him so hey what are you gonna do okay. what are you gonna do make a fucking <laughs> awesome video. movie that's what you're gonna do <laughs> well cam video one of the most notorious low budget VHS distributor distributors distribution uh, of all companies? time yeah. right distribution companies of all time Hell very yeah. notorious you would recognize all the covers. Probably one of the most famous covers, Video Violence, right? Yeah, I mean, it's so good. With the, it's got like the, the cutoff hand pushing the tape into the VCR. It's, it's yeah, when among tape collectors, I know it's definitely beloved as one of the best covers of all time. When renting is not enough. <laughs> That's <a> great tagline. <laughs> Shit. So why don't we hit the trailer and we'll get into the movie. When you work in Hollywood, you learn fast that there's just two kinds of girls in a town like this. The sweet, shy, innocent ones. You know, the ones you want to take home to mom. And then there are the other kind. The ones you just want to take home. Sometimes they like to play a little rough, but then these aren't your average girls. Oh no! And this isn't your average movie. If you haven't figured out by now, there's something for everybody. Well, almost everybody. There's action, romance, and a cast of thousands. It's Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. These girls charge an arm and a leg. I think it's time somebody cut you down to size, Jack. Have you ever considered therapy? I'm going to enjoy splattering you. Hostile. Very hostile. What a great set. Yeah, I know. Hollywood Chainsaw Hookers. It's a comedy that'll leave you in pieces. It's quite the trailer, right? Yeah. <laughs> that fake ass Elvis boy. Yeah, yeah. Un- unfortunately, it's not the uh, the real deal, right? No. They couldn't afford the rights to they that could one. Could not. <laughs> <laughs> it's a pretty long, uh, a pretty long trailer, right? For a movie like this usually they keep it short and sweet all right like the this was the long fuck it just yeah yeah just <laughs> just like the uh the death row diner trailer that they had in there it was probably oh, about 30 yeah. seconds 
The Evil Spawn it was, was uh, a little bit longer of a trailer that they had on this tape, right? That, they gave you a little bit yeah. more great music. Yeah, too, yeah, that fucking yeah. Theme. The Evil, the Evil Spawn trailer. Yeah. Uh, just like this. <laughs> Dude, I had this going, man. I, I'm, I had this ready. Ah, oh, that fucking music. So good, right? This, is, this would be my uh, wrestling entrance statement. <laughs> I just you want to play this at like? work and like walk around all day. That's playing with like a badass and like, people don't yeah. understand why. <laughs> Actually, the Death Row Diner music was pretty cool too. Wait, I have that. This is some creepy ass shit, man. That's good. It's short, but it's cool. Uh, this is actually better than the movie itself, right? <laughs> I don't. People, I like that movie. I'm gonna disagree. I like it. You like it? I love Death Row Diner, dude. I think it's boring as hell, dude. We sat out in the field last uh, VHS fest and watched it on a combo in the middle of uh, yeah, running o- running off a generator. Hell yeah, <laughs> hundred degrees out, but you got that shit going. <laughs> <laughs> um. One thing I have to say is uh, Camp Video plays a hell of a lot of trailers before their uh, their main feature. I think maybe there's about like roughly six or seven minutes of shit before the movie actually starts, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's pretty crazy. Okay, so Mr. Grizz. Mr. Griswold. It's happening. Uh, we have a new segment. Okay, yeah. That's gonna haunt my <laughs> fucking dreams, dude. Bad taste uh, video guide. <laughs> so, like we said last week, uh, or at least this is how I regurgitated last week's episode. <laughs> Uh, we're going to now call this the Bad Taste Video Guide, where we give you a synopsis of the movie in pretty much one sentence of, you know, just like you would read in the TV Guide magazine or on like Channel 14 if you were local over here. Uh, short and sweet, right? Yeah. And Doesn't I went through be... and I read like a bunch of old fucking TV guides and they're all different, but they're all yeah. consistently short and sweet. So... It doesn't necessarily have to have appropriate language, but it just has to be relevant, right? Because this is the bad taste video guide. This isn't your mom's TV guide. Yeah, so why don't you you let her rip? You get one shot. One shot. Damn. All right. I got to I got to pick the heater here, which I don't think either one. I don't know. You put a lot of pressure on me because you're like, dude, I'm doing so well this week. You're not going to have a fucking chance. So, well, okay. So, uh, we just released a 0.5 episode, 95.5, I think it was, yes. and we watched Slaber Day Part 7, So good. which was a short uh, horror comedy that was sent to us by a listener. Go check that episode out. Go check them out. Uh, you can find them on YouTube. Uh, search Slaber Day Part 7. You can also find them on Instagram. I think it's just Slaber Day, right? Yeah, just Slaber Day. Uh, yeah, check uh, check on my Instagram at Bad Taste Video. I made a post about the episode, but I was thinking like, "Yo, man, 
this look 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 at this fucking look at this like byline that I just wrote for this movie. <laughs> this fashion crime comes with a death sentence. Yeah. So you bring that out on the on the point five episode, and you're like, you're gonna have to really do some work. So I don't know. I Let's feel like I kind of I don't feel like I. Well, but that but that was myself. for the. That was for a byline. This is this is a synopsis, but I like I'm getting better with this like bullshit marketing type uh, summarizing yeah. of things. You're coming into your so, room, I think. So let's yeah, see what I, I got I here. Kinda, this, I think I found my niche. Yeah. So this week, maybe could, somebody hire me. Yeah. Right. Finally get some money coming into you here for this. <laughs> <clears throat> All right. So my bad taste TV guide uh, entry for this week is going to be. An underground chainsaw cult might be too much for Private Chandler to handle while searching for a runaway. Yeah, that's okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, summed it up. Here we go. Here we go. You want to you want to hear the master master <laughs> splinter over here? Maestro. A hooker-filled chainsaw cult terrorizes L.A. <laughs> Yeah, because like people are gonna instantly tune into that because the first fucking lie is, is so catchy. All right, I, I really I see think you. I, I I think I found my niche. All right, right. Come on, I wish we could find like the actual TV guide listings for any of this stuff that we find. Oh, that'd be super. That cool. we're watching. That'd be great. I mean. Uh, I don't think it's going to be possible, <laughs> but who I'm knows? Now, Maybe. You gotta yeah. Why don't you take a challenge? Take a look. Take a look. So as we said, this movie starts with an evil spawn trailer, which is awesome with the music. Fucking great. We also see a death row diner trailer, much shorter, I guess. Equally awesome. Music. Uh, if you're Grizz, you say it is equally awesome. It's a good movie. But we get that great camp video logo, like the Earth logo with the animated fucking thing. Damn. Just getting you ready. Right? <laughs> Just getting you ready. And what I thought was really cool also is the camp motion pictures... I guess you'd call it like their logo. That's just the title card, like a card in the credits. And it oh, says yeah, Camp yeah. Motion Pictures, and it's that logo that's on the box. Fucking sweet. I saw the I saw AIP was in the credits too. So like, different one. Is that a different one? Different I, one. I, I was so confused. Yeah, by different. That. Different AIP. Right. I think this was American Independent Productions, and, and that's, that's action, uh, right? Action Independent yeah. Productions, I believe. Tricky. Yeah. Ask EK about that. Yeah, he he'll would tell know. you. All. Yeah, he's the yeah, master. He'll you know about that. But we have. A very funny thing, similar to Blood Diner almost, where there's a warning before the movie actually starts, right? A message from Fred Olin Ray, right? You want me to read it? Should I read it for that? I love it. The chainsaws used in this motion picture are real and dangerous. They are handled here by seasoned professionals. The makers of this motion... Motion... Motion picture advise strongly against anyone attempting to perform these stunts at home, especially if you are naked and about to engage <laughs> in strenuous sex. My conscience is clear. Oh, yeah. Signed, Fred Olin Ray. Especially. Yeah, so there's your warning for the movie. I find that incredibly funny. That's almost as amusing as the news broadcast that's in this movie. I, I knew you were, dude. It's it's so funny. There's like, if anytime I hear a news broadcast, I'm like, 
that's going to be in this fucking week's episode. I can guarantee oh, it. Oh, hell yeah. We got that clip. We got that shit. <laughs> Love it. So this movie starts with a hooker being interviewed by a bunch of cops. Right? Of course. That's how you would start any movie. Oh, yeah. And they're asking her questions about what went on. Well, then he told me he was broke and could I give him a break? What'd you do next? <laughs> that voice. Well, I went over to the Both of them, the cop and the girl. And I took out a sexual enhancement device. <laughs> and is this the device? Yeah, that's He puts the chainsaw. And what did you do? On the counter. And she picks it up, opens it, opens it, revs it, yep. and that's it, right? She kills him. And it's funny because this seems like a dream sequence to me, but you'll later find out that this really happened. Yeah, this is this is <laughs> Hooker Lori is her name. Yeah. And I don't know. There is something like mesmerizing about her. I was just like so taken aback by her. Every time I watch it, I'm like, oh, Lori, you're so interesting. Oh, really? Have, she I have, tried I have, to find I have, her. I have a thing for her. I don't know. Dude, that's like 30 years later. She tried to find her. <laughs> now I could probably have a chance. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Maybe. Who knows? Maybe she's divorced, right? Yeah, now's my time. <laughs> Empty nest syndrome. Perfect. Go. Swoop in. So, we now get this budget Elvis music. And, oh, there's the chainsaw. I probably should have just did that as one clip. <laughs> My bad, guys. <laughs> Just more of that sweet music. Yeah, so the, yeah, like we said before, they couldn't afford the actual Elvis songs they wanted to use, but what can you do? So, another thing that I find really funny about this is the skyline of LA looks very similar to the intro <laughs> to like a Troma Productions movie. Yes. I, I kind of cracked up at that a little bit, but we get a voiceover from our main character. Uh, what's his name? Jack? Every time I look out my window, it hits me. Los Angeles. The city of the angels. Huh. I'd like to meet the sick son of a bitch that thought He that sounds one. like an old man. He must have had one wicked sense of humor. Things have been relatively quiet until the middle of June. I say relatively as in relative to any giant sewer that has eight million rats scurrying around looking for something to gnaw on. Well, that's the kind of quiet that makes L.A. the kind of place it is. Anyway, around mid-June, someone must have turned over a big rock because something weirder than the normal weird began chewing up the local citizenry and spitting little bitty pieces all over Glitter City. Where it started, or exactly when, I'm not sure. I don't think the cops even know. But on a warm night, not long enough ago to suit me, things were beginning to take shape somewhere on the other side of town. And it wasn't going to be a pretty... So that was a very long clip. I'm sorry, but you needed the exposition. And you needed that... They explain that better than we could. Yeah, and like honestly, I, I'm I'm I am glad that you played the whole thing because it really shows how this whole movie is played out and kind of like that old crime like film like noir, noir kind of thing. Yeah, <laughs> and I fucking loved it, dude. I, I I used to watch all those kind of things with my dad, so like it kind of brought me back to that. And it, it was it they did such a good job of writing a script around that style. And I was like, damn, these guys fucking killed it. All the dialogue is just perfect in that, and it's really funny. 
Yeah, so now we're in a bar, right? And we see this guy sitting down for a drink. And who's across the bar? Two hookers, right? One of them being Michelle Bauer. And he looks like your uh, typical gruff, late, mid, maybe mid-50s yeah, guy, blue, blue right? Collar. Yeah, yeah, he's down from Seattle to do some construction work in L.A. <laughs> I don't see, I don't see that happening, but you know. <laughs> but what I found really funny about this is he seemed kind of uncomfortable at first, right? Well, yeah, I mean, but he might not have uh, ever had to deal with a a woman of the night before, so it's his first. Yeah, experience. but like. Dude, it's this like gruff fucking construction guy. <laughs> his name's Bo. Yeah, right? and I love it. Yeah, she like because like her, her. This is Mercedes, like you said. It's Michelle Bauer, and uh, when he introduces himself, he's like, "Oh, my name's Bo," and she's like, "Bo, like the clown." And I was like, oh, <laughs> "Not that's Bo, so Bo, just Bo." That's just funny and, as fuck. Yeah, and then she actually says this to him after that. Look who got up on the wrong side of the construction site this morning. What you need is some TFC to calm you down. TFC? Mm-hmm. What the hell is TFC? It's tender fucking care, you big stiff. <laughs> what would you what would you do if somebody like that came up to you and said that? Michelle Bauer said that to me? Yeah, oh, yeah. Shit. Like nineteen eighty eight. I don't even know if I could talk about it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so this is where he goes like oh you're a hooker aren't you like all like no shit dude and uh she gets all offended whoa right yeah (laughs) what's up but she like laughs about it it's not like she really actually she's playing with him and he also says, like, oh, I bet you're as expensive as a Mercedes, too, right? <laughs> <It's> great. <laughs> but eventually he agrees, right? He's going to go with her. I don't, I mean, he really just gave in real quick. His whole paycheck is gone, but I guess yeah. it doesn't matter anyway. You uh, mentioned this was Michelle so, Bauer, right? We talked about that, who this was. <laughs> yeah, yeah, why? Oh, right. oh. Well, It makes sense, then, why he would do this. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> So she puts some music on and she starts dancing, which yet another thing, if they had the Elvis music they were supposed to have, her hand motions and actions would make more sense. The rhythm but, would make sense. Yeah. yeah everything. It doesn't, it's, I mean, it's not like the fucking Friday the 13th, the final chapter Ugh. with Crispin Glover like yeah, spazzing out. It's so better than bad. that, at least. What, what were they supposed they to have playing, like ACDC or something in that scene? And, like, yeah, it was like back shit. in black. Oh, no, God. no, no. They had him dance to Back in Black, but then they had Lion. Yeah, that's what I'm Love saying. They, yeah, they couldn't get like Back in Black, the like, the rights to it or some shit or whatever it was. You like that song? You like that song? Back in Black, hell yeah, boy. No, no, <laughs> fuck that. Fuck ACDC. <laughs> Fucking Love is a Lie by Lion. You like that one? I, don't know, I can't. I'm not too familiar with it besides from that movie, so... Not tonight, no way. Are, are you a fan, Mike? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love that. I love that shit, dude. All day. I listen to that all day. Oh yeah. That and uh what's the song from Teen Wolf when they're in the party? Flesh on fire. <laughs> that is a good song, actually. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude. I all I do is listen to Hang Dangle nowadays, so that's another good one. I think that's coming out pretty soon. God damn it. Pretty better. soon. It better. Pretty soon, but 
she basically gets completely naked here. She goes over to the dresser. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? She puts this big, clear cl uh, tarp over her velvet Elvis that's <laughs> hanging on the wall. Hell yeah. She puts a... She puts a... One of those things called like a... The, a shower cap on. Yeah, she's like, I can get he's carried like, away. And he's like, oh, shit. Yeah. yeah, and she goes, oh, you want one? <laughs> so good. And... He goes over, uh, well, she goes over to him and she's messing around with him and she goes over back to the, sh to this dresser and he's like, oh, what are you getting? And she's like, oh, uh, you know, what'd she say? Like, oh, I'm going to get some, like a sexual enhancement device yeah, or something. That's what it was called. Keep your eyes and closed. Yeah. She pulls out a fucking chainsaw and this next sequence is pretty funny. Because she goes over to him. She First of all, she starts the chainsaw inside. So you would think that he would actually like react to that. But he does not. Instead, he says this. Oh, yeah, baby. That's it. Oh, take me to heaven. <laughs> take me to heaven. <laughs> Your request is my demand. She looks oh, no. fucking crazy here. Oh, no. Like, she looks nuts in that scene. What in the <laughs> fuck could she have possibly be revving up where you would be like, oh, yeah, take me to heaven, baby. Like, that's a fucking chainsaw, dude. Yeah, and you see her cutting him up. She's getting sprayed with blood. You see his body parts getting, oh, like, thrown all yeah. over the room. The one, like, falls on her boob, right? And she, like, tosses <laughs> He has, like, a <laughs> hand that, like, just grabs her boob and she, like, throws it like, over his shoulder. And that's a real uh, camp video thing right there. Love it. But we see your man Gunnar Hansen looking on through the window like Gary Busey and the guy <laughs> and Beasel from, from Crystal Force. That's, that's like a new trend on this. It is. First we had vampire movies. Now we have creepy guys looking through the window. We're not doing Hyder in the house. I refuse. <laughs> no? I Eventually. Come on. We got to do it. Maybe oh. one day we could do it. Maybe bonus episode. We should watch that. We should just watch that. Yeah, I mean, who the hell is gonna we'll, care? We'll if we do watch a cop. We'll yeah. do. Yeah, who's maybe Gary Busey? Maybe <laughs> Gary Jake Busey who's who gonna send us a cease and desist. Hey. It'd be worth it alone. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I love him in fucking Black Sheep. That's like my favorite role oh, Gary yeah. Busey's ever been. Oh man, what the hell's his name? Savage. Savage. Right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> so fucking good. So Jack Chandler is this PI and I love how they they keep making jokes about this shit throughout the whole movie. But we get a voiceover about basically what he's doing right now. What is his contract is or his job is. Pieces started floating to the surface of the sewer around mid-June. Cops immediately thought a serial killer was at large. Well, the MO was consistent. Somebody liked a good chainsaw. But murder's not usually my racket. My name's Jack Chandler. I find missing people, I'm Casey Kasem. not pieces. <laughs> once in a while, the two jobs overlap. I like that. I'd been hired to find a runaway teenage beauty from Oxnard. Sad. I was hired by the beauty's mother. It seems the beauty's stepfather had been tucking her into bed a little too tight, and she decided to split to the big city. <laughs> so that's uh, what I was saying. The dialogue, the writing is so fucking funny. So we see Jack going to a detective for some help, or at least he heard that they picked up a girl that murdered somebody with a chainsaw 
and it may be the girl that he's looking for. But when he first walks into the office, we hear the detective speaking to the coroner. I don't give a good goddamn what it looks like. Now you listen to me. Put the gloves on. Open the bag. Yeah, that's right. And count them again. Jackson, you're the coroner. Your stomach can't handle it. Who's can? I love that. I love when they have anything like that in a movie. In uh, the original, was was that the original Nightmare on Elm Street? Uh, what's the coroner say? Uh, coroner's been throwing up in the bathroom for, the, for an hour or whatever. I think my funny my hell. favorite coroner is from Body Melt. That guy is the fucking best. Cause like the dude explodes at the end, he has a tie-dyed shirt on, and he comes in. He's like, "Oh, the guy's got my shirt," and he's just like covered in goo and shit. Dude, I love that corner that, in that movie. That is a good one. Yeah. That is a good one, actually. Actually, my favorite one is Lucio Fulci and Zombie, but whatever. Yeah, yeah. you were you're biased. <laughs> I have to. Yeah. How am I supposed to perform an autopsy with this? <laughs> this couldn't cut through paper. <laughs> this couldn't cut through tissue paper. Take care of your instruments. You're about as good of uh, <laughs> an actor as he is. <laughs> hey, man. But right after this, the detective says something else that made me literally laugh out loud. How's business, Mick? Chandler. Just what I need today. A private pick in my face. <laughs> uh, that, that'll get me every time. Yeah, dude, I, I love swear a good to private dick joke. They have a really weird relationship, right? It's like really strange. Yeah, they're buddies. They're, yeah, they're buddies at heart. So basically what happened in the intro was real. And the detective had a really funny line too, where he says like, oh, they wanted her to spill her guts and instead she spilled theirs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. So nice the detective brings in the girl uh, from before to see if it's actually the one that he's looking for. And of course it's not, because like he says, it would have been too easy. So they go down to the coroner because apparently the coroner found something else or somebody found a box on the street. And in this box were some fingers and a matchbook, right? And inside that matchbook, what does it say? Mercedes. A little phone number action. Yeah. And of course, Jack stole it. <laughs> yeah, smooth. Yeah, and uh, Jack's. This is. I think this is where we first see Jack say uh, the girl's name, Samantha Kelso, right? That's Linnea Quigley's yeah, character. Or at least we'll find out that it's Linnea Quigley's character. And he saw the number in the matchbook, and he's like, "I, I got to, uh, I got to try calling it." Right? This is the only lead that we have in this uh, missing persons case. So. We see Jack go see his girlfriend and he's lying there with her in bed and she's sleeping and he goes to get up. And this was incredibly funny to me, too. So Jack's giving a narration of him leaving to go follow this uh, this lead. Oh, this is hilarious. Being a dick is a 24 hour a day job. I like that, too. That's why I had to add that. Do you think you're going now? Sally woke up and had that longing look in her eye. This whole time, she's like fucking flipping him off, yeah. giving the fuck you, fuck you. She understood. She, she wished me well, <laughs> threw me a kiss. What can I tell you? The kid just loved Yeah, me. they're fighting in the background. It's <laughs> yeah, so she's funny, pissed. right? I love that, too. That's so funny. So across town, we see uh, this nervous looking guy getting ready for something, right? He's preparing for what looks like a date. 
and I found the lighting really weird in this, right? It's like kind of green. It's a little bit darker than the rest of the movie. It's yeah. got a really weird vibe. But this character is the Hermy character, right? This is the man. The fucking nerd. <laughs> He's so awkward, too. It's great. So Lisa comes. She was the other hooker from the bar before with Mercedes in the beginning. And Hermy is acting nervous as fuck. And she asks, well, he asks her, what's in the suitcase? She says, 24 inches of fun. (laughs) (laughs) That's a great answer. (laughs) So what Herbie, Herbie, Hermie wants from her, something kind of strange, but not really. He wants pictures of her with his baseball bat, because apparently that's what he sells. But he wants to make a calendar. Yep. I don't know. New at first I thought it at first I thought it was like bullshit, but then it sounded a little bit more like he was telling the truth, right? That's what he wanted the photos for. Yeah, like when he first pulled out the bat, I'm like, oh, is he gonna attack her? But then I was like, oh no, this this dude really sells bats and he wants to make a nude calendar. So Yeah, so she does what he wants. She poses with the bat and she eventually gets closer and close uh closer and closer and He's even like, oh, you're like out of focus. You got to like move back a little bit. She hits him with the bat and she drags him into the bathroom and Gunnar Hansen is outside the window like before (laughs) the master or the The stranger. stranger. Yeah. Yeah. And he's watching her dismember him in the bathtub. Right. So Hermie gets killed Scarface style. Oh, yeah, it's very Scarface style. Once again, blood flying, body parts flying everywhere. Uh, one thing that I thought was really interesting about this is that this apartment that this all goes on in is actually Fred Olin Ray's apartment at this time that they filmed it in because they didn't have a budget for locations. And his next door neighbor at this time was Jeffrey Combs from Reanimator. And really? I guess, yeah. And I guess like he was there like hanging out like as this was all going down because he heard the shit that was happening. So I thought that was just yeah. Reanimator really... would have been out by this point. Yeah, he so he would have been a known guy. But yeah, that's he pretty was, cool. Was his neighbor. I wish he was in the movie. Uh, oh just my so, yeah, god, dude! Just to get him on camera like for a one quick second would have been fucking killer. So here we go, man. Radio broadcast. Another death by dismemberment in the news tonight. This brings the total to five over the last two weeks. Detective Harrison of the Metro Division made a statement this afternoon attributing the most recent death to an accident. The guy was just cleaning his chainsaw when it went off. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Maybe it was a suicide. <laughs> so he basically says, like, oh, I'm not the only one that thinks this story is bullshit. And Jack called Mercedes. He's going across town to a bar to meet her for a drink. And this is what sets all the action in motion right now. And one thing I got to say is I miss when bars used to look like this. Right? Yeah, there was one in, yeah, there was one in Farmingdale by me that looked like exactly like this, had that Gates of Hell vibe, like the (laughs) bar that they're in. Oh, yeah. When I, but uh, who when knows? I, when who I was, knows if it's gonna open? When I, when I was when I was growing up, like right, I lived in the boondocks, dude. Like there was nobody around us, but we had a bar that was like two miles down the road from us called Tinkers, and <sighs> we used to go there. Like my my aunt would take me there for breakfast and shit. Everyone knew each other, and it was just like fucking cheers, man. And like I'd be sitting in there, and everyone would be drinking, and it was no big deal. 
I remember like the cigarette machines with like the little pull knobs and shit. Oh yeah, dude, man. Taking me I, back right I, now. God damn. Dude, I remember that cigarette machine being in the fucking Dunkin' Donuts by <laughs> me. <laughs> the, the, the pull stick cigarette machine. I remember going in there like around Halloween time with my grandmother. Uh, I don't know why, what for what, but like I vividly remember like the cigarette machine and pulling on the thing. I mean, that was when cigarettes were also like a dollar twenty-five or something. Like that. Oh yeah, I remember like when I, you know, bear I could couldn't even buy cigarettes yet. I was in high school and shit. There was a laundromat that still had one of those around. And all the kids used to would go to that laundry mat to buy cigarettes because you didn't have to have an ID. That shit was trying to best. sneak in, right? Oh, yeah. Make sure nobody's seeing oh, you. Oh, dude, there was nobody around. That laundry mat was deserted. Those cigarettes were probably that's... so stale, too. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's probably one of those ones where the guy just comes around like once a week and collects the money. It just runs itself. Oh, yeah. So this is... Oh, actually, when they go in the bar, well, when Jack goes in the bar and sits down, he looks over down the bar and there's like a 12-year-old kid. The first person sitting at the bar, I think, was a little kid. I think it was. I I, I could swear it. So Jack orders a bourbon and a bourbon, right? And the bartender even says, like, oh, I guess I got to write that down or something. Yeah, that's a good one. I'll have to right? write it Maybe. down. Yeah. <laughs> so Mercedes shows up. And this is where it honestly felt the most like a Tales from the Crypt episode. Like this whole section over here, him sitting in, you know, in the booth and the there's dialogue. like internal monologue, yeah. the way that she's, uh, you know, speaking to him and she offers to go and get them a drink. Right. And while she's going to get the drink, he looks over and he sees Sam dancing in this bar or club and he says something incredibly funny. I've never heard this before. I looked over at the little number on the stage. She was shaking it pretty good, even if no one was watching. You could have knocked me over with a pubic. <laughs> there she was, Samantha Kelso, humping it out on that little stage for anyone who could stick a buck down her pants. Damn, that's some uh, that's some writing right there. You could knock but, me out with the pubic hair, dude. The first time I had heard that, I was like, "Holy shit, that is funny." So she sees that. I guess he recognizes her, which I don't know how she would even know who the fuck he is. But she gets off the stage and runs, right? Yeah, and, I thought that was weird how she recognized him. I didn't understand that. Yeah, and Jack accepts the drink from mercedes and of course he's drugged and he passes out right and one thing i want to say actually before we move on to jack being drugged and brought to a strange <laughs> place to meet a, a weird gunner hansen he calls the police right to try to tell him what's going on and we get a police answering machine message, which is which is almost as good as uh, <laughs> as a news report to me. Hello. Hello, Metro. You have reached the Metropolitan Police Homicide Division. All operators are currently busy. Please hold. Your call will be answered in the order it was received. If you have committed a recent homicide, please stay on the line. <laughs> we want very much to hear from you. If you are currently in fear of becoming a homicide in the next few minutes, you may want to hang up and dial 911 for immediate service. 
Thank you. Damn answer machine. <laughs> it's so funny to me. I love the music that's playing that too. Was really Damn. Good. Damn answer so, machines. Yeah. So Jack wakes up in a strange place and he's tied to the bed and he says another incredibly funny line here. If my head wasn't hurting so much, I'd have sworn I was in heaven. Heaven for guys who like big tits. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he mentions that a few this? times. I, I say, he mentions that a few times in this movie. Did you write this yeah, movie? I, I had a hand. I had a hand in this one. <laughs> so this woman says that she found him in the gutter somewhere, passed out. She's asking a lot of weird questions, right? Like, did you call the cops? Did you tell him anything? Did you tell anybody anything? And he keeps saying, like, no, no. And I don't remember what happened. I just woke up here. And this is where we realize something is wrong. Because he says, I thought I was paralyzed, but I wasn't. I was actually just tied down, right? <laughs> and like the blanket gets pulled away and you see his arms and his legs are strapped to the bed. And this, I wonder where this set was. This looks like it would have been a back office. Right, like a small room in a in an office somewhere. Yeah, I, I, I think this actually was at uh, Trans World Studios offices because that's like one of the spots that was listed as like the sets that he used for free. And that was part of the deal why he wasn't getting paid for that deal before was he was using their their gear in their studios and shit. So <laughs> you're probably right. It's an office. It's <laughs> he also says something really funny too. He's like. Oh, if there was an award for being like a sucker or something like that, I would need a bigger, uh, a bigger mantelpiece. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and a bunch of other girls come out and do they start like licking him? Is that what they're doing? Something they're, like yeah, that? They're like, oh, they're rubbing him. Getting frisky. Him and, yeah, yeah. And Gunnar Hansen comes in, the master, the stranger, and he's like, get the fuck off of him. Right? <laughs> yeah. Don't he, act like this in calls, front of me. Yeah, he calls him off. And Jack says, I'm lucky to I'm lucky you came in. And Gunnar Hansen says, I wouldn't be too sure about that. And he gives wow, it in such you just a, uh you just delivered that line better than he did. <laughs> <laughs> that's that's pretty much what I was just uh, alluding to. But <laughs> Uh, one of the girls goes over to Jack and she starts basically slicing something into his chest with a knife. They're prepping, uh, prepping him for something. And Jack's screaming and the... I'm just going to keep calling him Gunnar Hansen. Gunnar Hansen says, Please, Jack, think of the neighbors. They're trying to sleep. And he says it in such a monotone way. <laughs> it's exactly how I just said it. Maybe yeah, with right. a little less... Yeah, maybe even a little less... Uh, emoting yeah, if it's say, possible yeah, you gave it too much i think and we get some exposition from mr gunner hansen what is this some ancient chainsaw worshiping cult actually that's just what it is <laughs> well what do you do pray to black and decker our religion has its roots in the egypt of my ancestors oh, come on i didn't have chainsaws back then but they were the chainsaws of the gods the chainsaws there are many gods. things that modern man has failed to understand our cult needs sacrifices human sacrifices frequently uh -huh. the blade of the saw purifies the evil flesh and makes it holy to please our god 
So, a big trend in the 80s was like Egyptian gods, right? Doing movies that have oh, to do yeah. with that sort of shit. Tons I guess that's just stuff. like a convenient... It's a convenient uh, plot device. Everybody right. knows Egyptians, right? Everybody knows fucking shit like that. Brendan right? Fraser they killed had... the entire idea. So. <laughs> Yo, those mommy movies were good, man. I, no, don't I, I agree. I, don't, I actually... I like Brendan Fraser, so... I would... Yeah, don't don't shit talk him. When I'm shit talking something I, I myself enjoy. <laughs> yeah, I would love to have Brendan <laughs> Fraser on the show. <laughs> Brendan Fraser, come on the show, man. We don't got to talk about any of your shit, dude. I'll fucking talk, gonna about talk about airheads about... with you all day. No, we're not going to talk about anything like that. We're just going to have him talk about wants. movies. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It would be even better, honestly. So they're basically going to take him downtown, and they're going to sacrifice him during this whole high holy fucking ceremony. Which we will see later, which is going to be good. But he's kind of a, a smart ass, and he says, like, oh, a lot could happen between then and now. And Gunnar Hansen's like, you know what, man? You're right. Fucking kill him now. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, oh, whoa, 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 whoa. He's playing, buddy. Yeah, yeah. And when they start up the chainsaw, they run out of gas. And he gets pretty lucky here because they have to leave and they leave Sam to look after him. And she does the old face turn. She's actually not part of the cult. And she gives a little bit of exposition as she's untying him. Now listen up. Those sickos killed a friend of mine up in Oxnard. She told me all about them before she disappeared. She was hanging out with them and everything was nice and innocent. Just some religious freakiness. <laughs> religious freakiness and <laughs> I knew good. what had happened so I followed this freak and his whores down to LA to infiltrate the group so I could get revenge on these fuckers I didn't want my mom to know what I was doing they figured she should try to ground me or something <laughs> so we uh, see Sam kind of saying like I don't want to leave with you right I don't want to go I gotta stick stick this through I'm going to fucking get my own revenge. But Jack brings up a good point. Like, if they see that you let me go or that you yeah. let me escape, they're going to kill you, too. You're fucking dead. That's true. That's what yeah. we... Yeah. You got to go. You got to go. So she ends up getting headbutted by Jack. He knocks her out and he takes and her with him. So I guess this, like, took so many takes and the actual take they used was him actually headbutting her. He like hey, mistakenly so. fucking knocked her out and like sometimes you was, gotta do that. Yeah. That's why it looks I, so good in the movie. Dude, one day I'm gonna knock you out. You should <laughs> just dude, carry I you somewhere. It. You should next time we're at VHS Fest, just shock people and just come up to me and, and knock me the fuck out. I'm gonna headbutt you and then carry you to the to your car. Here you go, you're man. Just, you're a gentleman at least. You're gonna carry I I I'd just be surprised that you could carry me. I think people would be more surprised by that than anything else. I don't think anybody was surprised, man. <laughs> You're Kidding so me? jacked. You're so <laughs> I'm the I'm the road warrior of this fucking hobby. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Call me Hawk, baby. Yeah, that's right. Did you cry? Uh, well, not, yeah, dude. That was, dude, that was I rough teared for up me. too, man. I'm not even gonna lie. That was a hard episode. I gotta say though, with this whole quarantine shit, man, haven't been able to hit the gym. My gains are fucking slowly uh, <laughs> falling away. <laughs> yeah, I'm still 220. That's okay as long as I'm over 200. Getting buck. But I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> <laughs> 
So uh, Jack tries to call the detective, and even his answering machine is funny. We reached the home of homicide detective Mick Harrison. I'm not here at the moment, but you might be able to reach me at the Metro Homicide Division. <laughs> if you care to leave a message, wait for the beep. Unless you're Jack Chandler, in which case you can hang up, Jack. Since I've told you a hundred times not to call me at home. So uh, Sam basically comes on to jack at this point right they hit it off mm-hmm. and they start making out and jack's girlfriend from before walks in and she's not even that mad right she's like private dick i guess that's you know that's not anything in hollywood or some shit and she storms off but they get they go back at it and they head to the temple after this they're gonna try to disrupt this ceremony and take out the cult and they even have a there's like a sign outside the temple that says like oh temple this way when they're like where <laughs> even is it yeah it's very like slapsticky the whole this this whole like temple scene thing yeah they go down this hallway and then they see another sign that says keep going you're almost there <laughs> And they knock over the sign on accident, and they end up getting caught by one of the henchmen. And this is where we see them go into this uh, this set that was used for Vamp and a bunch of other things, right? Yeah, house 2. Uh, house 2. No, the, the set was House 2, but the coffin, the coffin. like the big sarcophagus, yeah. is from Vamp. Yep. And they're in there, and basically... Lisa gets injected with what they say is the blood of their elders. And this is her getting a second chance from Gunnar Hansen, which is, which is pretty funny that they even let them live this long. Yeah. Right? I don't, it, it, that's confusing, but you know, horror movie logic It's a movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Gunnar Hansen looks like a mafia boss here. <laughs> he does. <laughs> Big pussy over here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and something that I thought was really cool was the uh, the ritual music that they had. Oh, Horus, great god of the heavens, look down upon us. Your faithful servant, yeah. unworthy in your eyes, let us praise your greatness this night. This is the best acting in the whole movie. <laughs> <laughs> they also add like crowd noise in at certain points. Yeah, it's, right, it's like strange. stock crowd noise, people cheering. Yeah, it's, it's pretty pretty weird. I don't know, but this is where we uh, see Gunner finally say the thing you've been waiting for. For him to say this whole movie let me uh let me give you a little bit more of his speech here tonight oh horace we offer you a new disciple a fresh untouched flower to adorn the crown of the gods we your humble slaves offer you Virgin dance of the double chainsaws. <laughs> <laughs> of the double chainsaws. Double chainsaw. He's like yeah, a fucking yeah, game yeah. show host all of a sudden. I thought that was so funny. I was like, wow, that's definitely the wrong delivery. Oh, but Sam comes so out ridiculous. and she starts dancing with these two chainsaws. And something that I read was she was actually fucked up off the fumes from the chainsaw, and that's why she stumbles when she Yeah, you see her fall out. out of it. And like you get a completely nude Leonana Quigley here, and like she has like 
body paint on. And I guess like people didn't realize that she was actually completely naked here because the body paint was so good. And they were like using this for all kinds of advertisements and shit. So like her naked body was just like everywhere when this movie came out. And she was like, wow, this is really fucking awkward for me. Yeah. But one thing I have to say is, man, the fucking music here is sick. It's, it's, it's pretty fucking awesome. Uh, they played at the end credits also. I see you dancing. Yeah, it's the shit, dude. <laughs> I could probably dance better than fucking she does in this scene. <laughs> well, dude, she's trying to carry the two chainsaws around, right? She, like, she's pro- dude, she probably weighs 100 pounds here. I know, she's so small, dude. Her Even her, like, her frame is so frail looking. And I'm like... Those chainsaws definitely weigh more than she does. And you see all like the blue smoke from the chainsaw. <laughs> it's really cool looking. It looks like an aura around there. And this is where they bring out Jack, right? And she has to sacrifice him to the chainsaw gods. But now the chainsaw won't start, right? Mm, They're, uh, yeah, yeah, it won't start. And Gunner finally gets it going. And this is uh, where we see the police coming down the coming down the street. They're finally about to, to bust into this place. And she turns on Gunner Hansen here, right? She ch- she turns on the master and she walks up to him and puts the chainsaw right into his fucking stomach. Got some. Yeah. Got some. And he, a, he actually does a good job here. He does yeah, a good yeah, job does acting like he got he, cut. He sells it <laughs> for sure. Yeah. Uh, something that we didn't mention that I think is really funny too, is that throughout this entire thing, uh, there's obviously like the, the familiar hookers that we've seen throughout the movie, but there's also this another whole cast of hookers that have shown up for the ceremony. And according to Fred Olin Ray, these were like legitimate street walkers from Los Angeles that they just found. Like these are real hookers, supposedly. And these hey, girls man, like came and they drank all the fucking beer that they had on set. Dude, they and did then it the they right left. way. Oh yeah. They got so their if you worth. watch this movie, all these extras are they they are women of the night. So So Mercedes picks up a chainsaw and this is where we get the chainsaw duel. And they're lazily fighting back and forth with these things and Linnea Quigley yeah (laughs) Linnea Quigley buries the chainsaw in Michelle Bauer's chest in in Mercedes's chest this is such a hot scene it's so cool dude you see the whole fucking thing it doesn't cut away you see it rip through (laughs) very camp video here and it looks it looks fucking awesome to me this is where a lot of the budget went for sure was this prosthetic and everything because this looks great yeah, and the police finally arrive, and they show that Mercedes and Gunner's body is gone. Evaporated. They're gone. Yeah, they're like there's like a smoking thing underneath. It's just their clothes on the ground <laughs> smoking. And even the cops are kind of just like, yeah, whatever. I guess I guess it's taken care of. <laughs> and we get a little bit of ending exposition from Jack. And that just about wraps it up for this case. It sounds a lot more complicated than it really was. Hard to believe it all took place in a couple of measly nights back in June when somebody paid me a few bucks to find their missing daughter. 
I thought I should put all this down on paper, you see, because they never did find the guy that called himself the master. I don't want to appear paranoid or anything. I just get a creepy feeling when I think about that guy. I mean, sure, I saw Sam give him an unscheduled appendectomy, but <laughs> something deep down inside tells me we haven't seen the last of him. I hope I'm wrong. Huh, I usually am. This time, I'd be glad to be wrong, but if I'm not and something happens to Sam or me, I just thought there should be a record of what we went through. Maybe it can be of help to someone in the future that might run into another chainsaw cult. I'm sure there are others. I'm sure. So, yeah, definitely. They never made the sequel. Well, no, they did, sort of. What would that right? be? Didn't they just come out with a new one or something? Oh, that was Cannibal Hookers. Oh, that's Cannibal Hookers, yeah. Um, so basically after this, Sam said, uh, Sam is Jack's secretary. Yeah. And I guess they're dating lady. now. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the end. Happily and ever after. Yeah. We get a happy ending. And right before <laughs> the end credits start, we get something that says coming soon. Student chainsaw nurses. I know. I, I hate. He always teases these things. Didn't he have a tease at the end of scalps too? That like didn't come to fruition as well. Yeah. yeah. I think God it was just scalps it. too, right? <laughs> yeah. They, they had like a tagline and shit. I wish he would follow through on some of these things. And they hit that awesome uh, double chainsaw fucking dance music and we get <laughs> the credits. Fucking awesome. This is Great. the epitome of low budget, uh, straight to video, sleaze, slasher, horror comedy. Yeah, this is up there. Stuff. This is up there for me for <laughs> sure. This is this is a fucking great movie. So why don't you give your final thoughts on this one and uh, a rating? Okay, so Fred Owen Ray, dude, this shit is it. It is such his style. The dialogue is super funny. Uh, the the way it's filmed is is obviously really well done because he's kind of a master of his craft. He's not you know just kind of like a dude with a camcorder. Not that there's anything wrong with that. Um, so this is definitely a really well polished, great music. There there isn't anything that I can say is done wrong with this movie minus Gunnar Hansen's acting uh, that I would want to <laughs> take out because it's fucking hilarious and it's written in this film you know kind of noir copy kind of way that everything is needed for this to make sense and, and to play off as well as it does for this kind of dark comedy, which is what, you know, they consider this movie. This is a five star movie, five out of five. Obviously, if you don't know what this movie is, you've been living under a rock. Check this shit out. I agree. I say this is probably an essential watch. If you're into the VHS thing or uh you know actually just 80s horror in general i think you would appreciate this one it's got everything you could ask for and it was not a a widely released movie so you know you're gonna get you know an uncensored uncut film i think does this have like a yeah this has like the camp thing on the side too violent to rate <laughs> that's like one of the best like uh rating things ever Five out of five. Definitely check this one out. I think it's kind of expensive now too, right? I think one just sold for like 150 bucks or some yeah. shit like that, or maybe more. I don't know. I didn't pay or that. it might be up to that. Or I think it's already up to that. Good I don't know. Lord. Yeah, I didn't pay that either. So let's get to my. I guess this is one of my favorite sections. I guess the back of the box. Do you want to read it or do you want me to read it? <clears throat> I can give it a try. We'll see how it goes. Okay, go for All it. Right. Go for it. 
When private investigator Jack Chandler takes on a case to locate a missing teenager named Samantha, he gets a lot more than he bargained for and literally has trouble keeping his head. After hitting the streets and taking to some high-class hookers, he finally tracks Sam down and discovers that she and her lady friends have brutally slain their pimp after falling into a demented chainsaw-worshipping cult. The cult leader plans to make a human sacrifice of Sam in their next bizarre ceremony, but soon decides that the meddling Jack would make an even better subject to see the light of their merchant uh, or their mechanized deity. (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, that's a fucking tongue twister. The action, the suspense come to a head in a hidden Egyptian temple in Los Angeles. As a terrifying ceremony goes down, things get quite out of hand and a huge chainsaw fight breaks out in a violent bloody finale. The cult is dismembered for good. Or are they? So they gave away the whole movie there. The okay. whole fucking movie. So. Yeah. <laughs> Mechanized quite deity. Why do they got to do that to me? That's a fucking... I don't know, man. They hate That's me. okay. Wait, let me see that box. Let me see that box you got there. It's a little yellow. Oh, little you got to fucking hate. You gotta, I'm not, I shouldn't even got you, you got? a copy of this fucking movie. <laughs> yeah, wait, let me... Is your lo- you got you to... I don't, don't want to talk about it. I don't want to hear anything. Why would you ever send me the foil label, man? Because I'm a fucking think about gentleman, dude. And I'm a Bullshit. nice guy. You didn't think about it. You didn't, you didn't I, even I, think I about 100% it. thought about it. I was like, you know what? This is the copy that Mike bought. And this is the copy that he's going to get. My box, I think, was actually in nicer shape. So I had the nicer box, but I gave you the foil label because you bought the foil label. My box is perfect, bro. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Rationalize it how you want. You fucked up, man. No, 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 no. That's all right. Next time, I'm going to do like you dirty, then. That's fine, dude. That's cool. No, <laughs> no. You can't, man. Because remember when I was lowballing people for you, buying the tapes? No, okay. man. Nobody's going to accept that price. And I bought it for you. All right. There you go. I said, PayPal that money, baby. I'll send it up to fucking... Send it to the North Pole. I think we're to the point now where we've each have scratched the back of one another enough to consider this a, a, yeah. a symbiotic relationship. He'll he'll just he'll just text me and go, yeah, man, send me like seventy five bucks. I'm like, what? He goes, yeah, I just bought some for you. And I'll, I'll be like, what? And then he'll he'll show me what it is. I'm like, oh yeah, okay, yeah, right, no cool. problem. Thanks, man. Thanks. <laughs> Whatever. That's how it goes. Shit's expensive. <laughs> but. Uh, Grizz, why don't we, uh, get to Jake and we'll spin the wheel. But you see, the deal is, man, you got to step up and spin that wheel. Once you spin it, where it stops, that's what you and I are going to do. And what happens? Well, we both go in the ring. One man comes out. The other? <laughs> well... Okay, it's time to spin that wheel. I know it's your favorite thing to do every week, right? Get to uh, experience something different. I just Maybe like watch something. Your it's awesome watching <laughs> you fucking bring it out of your closet every week. Maybe uh, maybe you can watch something you're fucking sick of. Maybe you can watch something that you actually enjoy. Maybe you can watch a little bit of both, yeah. right? <laughs> so this is the updated wheel. We always add stuff that we just got, right? Uh, we like to cycle the movies through just because also we're excited to get things in the yeah. mail. <laughs> That's pretty much it. <laughs> 
So let's spin this thing. Three, two, one. Oh, wow. Local film. Uh, we will be watching next week the 1987 Melt movie, Street Trash. Keeping it 80s. I don't need this. Are you tired of the same old routine? My wife, my Busting your hump and getting nowhere? This just ain't my day. The boss, is he always on your back? Liza, my ass belongs in your chair, not in your lap, which is where you keep trying to put it. You bastard! The wife. You know? And the kids. Is that right? They never listen. I hate to see them pissing his life away in them goddamn computers. Do you ever feel like forgetting the whole thing? I think I got it easy? Well, now you can. I'm talking about life! Drop out and join the ranks of the few. The filthy. Crash. <laughs> I got my own place a condominium. Where else can you live for free? And eat for even less? Well, be forewarned. Freedom has its price. Yes, there's always a snake in the Garden of Eden. What you got for me today? Today? Ten or five viper. One buck. Here's to you, pussy. Don't drink my viper. Watch. What's the matter? You can't hold your liquor, huh? <laughs> It's easy to find us. We're all over the place. Street trash. Okay, man. I'm pretty awesome. pumped to do this. I like this one. Uh, as you know, I love Slime City. This is exactly like it. Maybe even, uh, you know, these are like AB. You don't know. Up for grabs for the New York slime yeah, exploitation film, true. right? That late 80s fucking weird-ass New York, Brooklyn shit. <laughs> Eraserhead meets Night of the Living Dead on the set of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. What a ridiculous fucking sentence. Is that, that what is. it says on there? Yeah, that's, what, that's a tagline. That's like, oh, that's like one of the, the, the quotes from Tommy Vance of Radio 1 England. I would read mine, but I have the Japanese release. Yeah, let's hear that. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. I'll have, to, I'll have to translate that for next week. I'm pretty excited to do that one. I really like that movie. It's really be fucking fun. awesome. And I yeah, know both of us know Viper, it man. really well, so it'll be fun to cover. Exactly. So, yeah, Street Trash. That's going to be our uh, our movie next week. Grizz, did you watch anything? Did you get anything this week? I have been on a buying spree i picked up a bunch of different things uh tons of more low budget vampire nonsense that i've become so familiar with recently i don't know i, I have a special place in my heart for this shittiness now uh i dude, also love that shit now ah, dude it's it's you, i got hooked if they all just had uh you know matthew jason walsh's music they'd be all really <laughs> fucking good uh i did watch uh something that i watched today which i thought was notable was uh was they bite uh brett piper 
man, what a, a weird movie with that has like a movie within a movie. It's about like a porno being made in this small town called Invasion of the Fish Fuckers. And there's also like this crazy fucking fish creature man that lives in the water that's killing people. And it's it's absolutely nonsense. Ron Jeremy. Um, MTI distribution film. Check that shit out. It's it's a lot of fun. Uh, Brett Piper is a really great director, and you know you're gonna get somebody in a creature suit. So that's pretty much my main <laughs> reason why I watched it. I was on a high from last week. Anything else? That's it for me. I watched a couple things. I watched Shattered Dead today. Actually, I'm like, you know, I'm gonna put this on. Uh, pretty fucking awesome movie. God hates us. No, is God it God hates, hates you? Got it. <laughs> I think it's God hates you. Uh, Tempe video release. Weird. Mine came from France. Odd. Uh, yeah, I. You know what I got, man? I got a world video player, a multi-region VCR. Hell yeah. I Give me one. them Avatar releases. Give me now. Fuck you, man. I'm gonna make sure you don't get one. <laughs> you would. <laughs> I'm gonna give myself a year head start on All you. All I want to do is uh, watch fucking Heaven Is the Only Hell, and I can't. Cause you're I never gonna watch it. Player, dude. You're gonna have. You're gonna have to fucking nuts. send it to me. Yeah, right. Send it to me. I'll make. I'll <laughs> send it to me. I'll make you a copy so you can watch it, nice. and I'll send it back yeah, to you. That, that's actually a pretty good idea. Yeah. Why not? <laughs> Dude, I, I could just play you. it over this. I could just, I could just play it over this for you, and then just send it back to you. Yeah, Here you go, man. We'll watch it together. It'd be worth it. I don't know if you watched that short uh, that I sent you of his, but holy shit, dude! Some crazy, fucking weird ass shit. Wild. I also got a big box version of the Evil Spawn release from Camp Video. Pretty awesome. Thank oh, you, yeah. Chase Grave Spitter. Uh, also, I've see I had the Alien Within, the weird, like, cut of that. Oh yeah, that's right. right. That they they butchered it for some reason. So it is a uh, lot. They different. added. Well, not really. It's just they added things, uh. and I don't know. It's fucking weird. We'll do an episode. We're gonna do an episode on shit like that. We're gonna do fucking the Evil Spawn with the Alien Within. We're gonna do uh, zombie rampage with vampire holocaust. Yeah, we're gonna back do to back. sick shit. Yeah, hell yeah. Well, no, we're gonna do them in the same episode. Well, that's what I'm saying. We're gonna like, compare. To, to cover, yeah, that'd be really cool. I watched something really cool on Shutter. It's called Cursed Films, and there was one on like The Crow, and they did one on like the Twilight Zone movie. Now, oh, that's the cool. Twilight Zone movie one, like the Vic Morrow death, is crazy because he was in Bronx Warriors. That was. Yeah. Uh, that was one of his later, you know, that might have been the movie he did before that. But they also talked about, like, in The Crow, Brendan, Brandon, Brendan Lee yeah, getting the, shot. Yeah, the Lee guy. Somebody does a demonstration of how it actually happened. Like the uh, the dummy cartridge shooting the piece of lead into the barrel, them not checking the barrel, then putting the blank in and the blank oh, having enough force God. to shoot that fucking slug out awesome i've never seen that done before but it really it shoots it like a no high-powered air rifle yeah it's crazy Damn, that's uh nice. yeah that's worth that's worth checking out if you have shutter i'm trying to think if i got anything else this week i probably did i always have stuff coming oh friends like these with friends like these i watched that uh another anthology i think it's a canadian anthology but that's pretty good i would say it's more of the pg um type of anthology a soft anthology it's yeah. not gonna make you vomit or anything like that but it's cool 
I just watched uh, that listener uh, that recommended us Shock that. Chamber anthology also that was very similar to that. It wasn't like over the top, made for TV, Canadian TV actually, but really great writing and and, and it was really funny. So I I, I also I, I like anthologies. I also watched the Boogeyman. That's fucking oh, those, from 1989. Yeah, Crazy shit. I, I got one and two, man. Hell yeah. See, that's the real deal. It is the you real ain't, deal. You ain't legit till you have that. <laughs> uh, I also watched the Battle of the Sexes, Dead Alive VHS. Uh, the funny thing about that is they're playing Rob Zombie in the background in some <laughs> parts. So, other than that, it's it's not really worth buying. Not, I even told you, I'm like, yeah, man, hold off on that. Until we mentioned fucking Rob Zombie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Check out my story right now. Oh shit. Uh, yeah, that, that was really it. I, I think I watched a few other things, but I just can't list them all. I watch a shit ton of movies every week, and I watch this, the movies we do for this a shit ton of times. Dude, I watched this movie three times this week. I feel like I've seen Street Trash like at least a hundred times by oh, this yeah. point in my life. And I'm probably going to watch and it two or three times this week again. Yeah. It's a little bit easier, though, to do the notes when you already know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah. You know? Yeah, notes for this week will be a fucking breeze. I wish we can... I just want to do... I just want to watch Are You Afraid of the Dark now. After watching all this. <laughs> That's your plan. I don't know. <laughs> think people looking through windows and shit. Let me just keep that thing going. Let me think. Street trash. Is anybody looking through a window in street... Yes, they are. People are... Yeah. The bums are creeping in the window. Hell yeah. Watching what's going on. Uh, that's yeah. See, we're keeping this thing going. Okay, so let's do let's do our our final shtick. Grizz, where could they find you on the internet? On the internet, you can find me at Kane underscore Enabler on Instagram. And you can find me at Bad Taste Video. You can find everything we do at www.badtastevideo.com. We have a Patreon on there. If you enjoy what we do, please. Uh, donate. We are actually going to start putting out more content on there. We're going to do bonus episodes that are going to be strictly on Patreon, and they're going to be a little less focused on individual movies and maybe a little bit more broad of a, a spectrum of yeah. dialogue. Like topic-based. So if you have ideas that you'd want to hear, like you know, certain kinds of movies, certain years that you are really into... Um, certain, you know, fucking, uh, you know, 16 millimeter shot on video, that kind of thing. Uh, shoot us a line. Let us know what you want to hear about, because that's what's going to be on the Patreon. We're going to really start deep diving into these uh, specific categories of these films that we already really enjoy. Yeah, we have tons and tons of tapes. So if you want to know specific genres, things, you know, oh, what's a weird fucking ripoff, Italian ripoff of an action movie <laughs> or, you know, stupid shit. Yeah, we we're definitely going to get we into distributors. It. That's one thing I want to start covering is, is the different distributors and like, you know, what they were doing, where they were out of and the movies they were putting out. I think that would be a really good content that people could get behind and, and enjoy listening to as well. I agree. Also, subscribe to our Twitch channel where we will be doing more viewings of movies with directors, just movies in general. Yes. We have a great time doing them. It's fun. We it's have a lot of fun. Something People. in the works right now with another director that will soon be announced. I know he's pretty excited, as we are as well. So we just have to nail down a uh, specific movie and date, and then we will let you guys know uh, what that's going to be about. Oh, yeah. So we will see you next week with street trash <laughs>